the dragon, 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 bust the dragon, 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 bust the dragon, dragon, hot D. All right, everyone, welcome to Hot D6. This is the sixth Hot D. Uh, everybody, uh, welcome. Uh, we've got a, a fun episode for you today, and um, I'm also. Uh, it it seems that I'm I'm uh, ten years older. We've had a time skip. Um, I'm an old man now, I guess, of forty. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh gosh, I'd be forty-four. But you free. Oof. Chelsea, how old will you be in 10 years? <laughs> I will be 40 as well. Do I also get recast as someone slightly hotter? Oh, wow. Interesting take and correct take. Um, what? I want to be me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're getting recast. Um, oh. All right. So anyway, welcome back uh, to, uh, again, uh, what am I, what fucking podcast is this? Dragon Busters? Um, <laughs> Anyway, this um, is the uh, the Matt Smith fan show. Yeah, <laughs> this is well, this is the Hot Dragon fan. Yeah, club. yeah, Hot D actually <laughs> short for Hot Dragon. Okay, <laughs> listen. So uh, I am Nirav, and I'm going to be your host as always. And I am joined by our, our co-hosts, uh, Felicia. Say hi. Hello. And uh, Jess. Hello. And we have a special guest with you uh, today, uh, my friend Chelsea. Say hello. Hello, hello. And uh, Chelsea uh, is going to be joining us for some discussions of the the latest episode and, and maybe the series so far. I would love to hear your your uh, round thoughts. Um, but yeah, episode six uh, was a, a crazy one. Probably kind of the um, a lot of information to absorb in this one. I will say, um, I was I was tempted to almost take notes, but I didn't. Of course. <laughs> Wait, did you draw again? I didn't draw anything that I have with me. I did draw um, during a, a city council meeting. I was very bored, and so I doodled uh, one of the Matt Smith's giraffe dragon, and I wrote the word snapdragon in bubble letters under it. Are you, you, you going is... to release it? I'll, re- I'll release it to the world. Uh, I don't is have this it with why me you haven't been able to get like trains put into America because you're like, doodling during all the meetings yeah i'm the person with the power to put all the trains up and i've been doodling instead um anyway so yeah no there's there was a lot happening in this episode it was sort of a repilot um and yeah everybody we had a big 10-year time skip um, it kind of felt like more than 10 years to be honest at some parts well judging by Viserys, i'd say we've gone forward in the future about 50 years <laughs> The fact that he's still alive makes me think we've gone back in time 20 years. The worst uh, thing is we have another time skit in the next episode, and I'm pretty sure he's still alive. No. First yeah. of all, I love how Damon does not age. He doesn't age at all. Nothing perfect, flawless, as usual. I was like, wow, this man will never age. It's like... <laughs> The Fountain of Youth, perfect. I want his skincare routine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, whatever Ch- now, you use. Chelsea, I want to kind of get your read on this. Are you also in the sort of Damon, I can fix him train? No, absolutely not. So I'm in the, he's fun to watch, uh, but like, get that man away from me. I never want to see him in person kind of the more red, The more red flags, the more appealing with me. Uh, yes. I have the exact Amen. opposite. 
I also, I, I think I'm going to be the odd person out here. I don't find Matt Smith attractive. Um, so wow. I, I did it before, but it's like a, a Cillian Murphy. Before, but ever since he started abusing people. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> before Peaky Blinders, C- Cillian Murphy, I was like, no, red eye, terrifying. And then I watched Peaky Blinders. I was like, yes. Take opiates. I love you. (laughs) I've been on the fence with Matt Smith for years, like trying to decide whether he's hot or not. And I think this uh, show did it for me. I I think I'm officially on the hot side. I just think he's a fun friend. Um, I don't know. Like, I think he's good looking, but I I don't know if I would go so far as to be like, (laughs) (laughs) do you feel that way about uh, Sir Harwin? Herwin? Oh, Sir Harwin. Oh, don't even get me started. What a babe. I know. I I know. And I was like, if you could just murder Sir Christian Cole, I would... I would create a whole town in your name. Resurrect armies. Yeah. This, so, Chelsea, this is sort of a hornier podcast than I maybe have described to you when I pitched <laughs> fine. it. That's fine. Um, I, I can get but... down with I can get down with Harwin and uh, Sir Kristen Cole. They, I can be horny yeah, for them. like as much as I like as much as I don't like him, the the man. Like I I definitely think Sir Christian Cole is like I am the the best looking guy on the show. Um, I think I would agree with that for sure. But anyway, let's okay. So let's let's get into this. Um, so we started with this time skip, and we got to meet. I do want to talk about uh, the children, the chillins. There are so many of them. Oh my god! <laughs> there are a lot of children to keep up with in names. They're like all I'm... scampering around, jacking off on the roof. Like, how do I keep up with these? Kids? Okay, can we talk re- about re- that scene? She was more mad about the pig than she was about what her son was doing out the window. Like I think what? <laughs> it's a good demonstration that Alison is like a bad mother. Like, um, for starters. Um, like her walking in on Aegon while he's like doing that and seemingly having like no, like being unfazed by it is just like gives me the impression of one of those mothers who just don't have any respect for their son's privacy, like at all. Like she does not knock when she walks in from yeah, the door. Yeah, I, I would, I would say that's probably true. Um, yeah, yeah. The the thing to do is say, "Oh my god," and then like just shamefully close the door and run away. <laughs> If anything, we got like a demonstration of how bad she is with each child as well, because there was that scenario. There was a scenario with Helena where she's just like talking to her and just seemingly uninterested before the freaky shit Helena's saying. Um, And then you've got uh, that whole situation with Aemond and his like not picking out a dragon and just uh, feeling, I feel like Alicent is very unsympathetic towards him about it. Yeah, and also she just, oh god. Well, first of all, the internet calls her eloquent, and which I think is fitting. And the fact that Rhaenyra had to show her the baby, and then she's like, "Oh, you should you should be resting." Like acted like she didn't call her, <laughs> and then you just see Rhaenyra trailing blood. I was like, "What a bitch!" I, think, I hate you. I think it was a good indication to start the episode with having, like the the um when the 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 serving girl comes in and is like the queen wants to see the baby like seconds after um he was born like this like look of like terror in in Rhaenyra's face is still there like 10 years later like she is like the like you know she she has a real worry that the queen is going to do something terrible to this child like this newly born baby yeah um, it 
I also noticed how when they pulled the prank, um, Aegon and uh, Jace, um, Alison just assumed it was the Strong Brothers who did it, and she didn't like realize until she questioned Aegon that Aegon was also involved. Like she just assumed it was the Strong Brothers, and she made like such a big deal about it being those two and calling them savages. I'm I'm sorry, I don't. Do you mean the Valerian brothers or? Yeah, well, yeah, Valerian in quotation yeah. marks. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Hey, at the end I... of the episode, she tells them that they're Targaryens. So they're yeah. neither, according to Rhaenyra. That's true. Um, and, and I also appreciated that. Like, I liked that a lot. Because, like, it is true. You know, at the end of the day, like, all that all that really matters to, to her is that they are Targaryens. Um, yeah. And, like, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit sad. I mean the whole situation like I-, I think that i would be a little more sympathetic about sir harwin if he had had more than two lines before this episode <laughs> this that really upset me because the book doesn't have a lot of detail in it but the details that it does have in it is that when rentnir is giving birth to joffrey both sir harwin and Lenor are by her bedside holding her hand and i just thought that was such like a sweet little touch in the book and they've just completely like skimmed over it yeah, like, so we didn't really see any of Harwin's relationship with Rhaenyra. Like, literally the only time, like, their hands accidentally brushed at a party one time, and then, like, it's <laughs> ten years later, and they have three children. Well, to be fair, he was the one who, like, picked her up in the crowd last yeah, episode. Yeah. So it was more than just touching. He did, you know, carry her while, you know, Kristen Cole yeah. was wailing Joffrey in the middle of the... The there yeah, was just, a lot i, I did have it. like a lot of a lot of qualms with the how the relationships were handled in this so it was Rhaenyra and harwin they had like a bit of a lacking of like growth between them and then Rhaenyra and Lenor by the book they're kind of like friends and you know like i said like Lenor was by her bedside while she was giving birth like they're clearly pretty close despite like not really you know only being married by law um, and also, Rhaenyra is like best friends with Lena. Lena's supposed to be giving birth later on, and Rhaenyra is by her bedside with Damon while she's dying. And I just—it was such a shame that they left that out. I, I, um, I really liked that they also, because I don't know if this is true, but somebody said it since you read the book, Jess. They said that. Um, her father really dotes on his grandchildren and yeah they they showed that like he was like let me see my grandson and yeah allison is like they're not they're they're not even his children but he doesn't he doesn't give a shit at all he's like oh my grandson let me see this baby like he's just so excited to see the children yeah as long as they come from her and and she survives i think in his mind as long as right as long yeah. as she's alive and they're healthy children, I think that's all he cares about. Yeah. And, I'm so yeah, and, I'm so glad that they included that. And um, they like one of the big things is it's so it's such a big deal that she forces her to come as soon as she's given birth because one of her biggest fears is was getting married and having children because that's how her mother died because her mother was like just having baby after baby to have a living boy and now she's like forced to like constantly like show her children like so soon after birth and like it's such a traumatic experience for her but she does it anyway because she's the queen and you know she listens to her even though it's 
it's tough for her. Like she just had a baby, but I'm glad that her father is on her side, even though he knows something's not right. Right. Yeah, they. I, I really love how they portrayed Viserys and Rhaenyra's relationship in the show because, like, the the main thing that's clear in both the book and the show is that Viserys would absolutely not want any confliction about like who's heir to the throne once he passes. Like, it's obviously going to Rhaenyra. He absolutely adores her, and just like in the book, in the show, he adores his grandchildren as well. No matter who who who's the father in in the book, he actually has. I can't remember which is even jace or luke he sits on his knee while he's on the throne and like just t- tells him how he's going to be here one day and he's going to be sat on the throne too that's interesting i i also i think that also goes in the bucket of things where like it's it's hard to it's hard to root for viserys but at the same time it's like hard not to feel sympathetic for him because he like, yeah it and i mean I, I think he made a very bad decision in the first episode but like I think by now you've seen like he's not like necessarily a bad person. He is a bad king, sure, but I don't think that makes him a bad person. And he he does seem to like genuinely love his family. But I don't know. So Chelsea, since you haven't been around, what is your what is your take on Viserys as a character? I mean, I think you're kind of spot on. He's a good person, but a bad king. He's an ineffective kind of weak king. He wants yeah. to sit in his uh, you know bedroom with his like you know King's Landing Lego set. And like, you know, talk to his kids and grandkids and hope everyone like gets his, along. <laughs> I like and his model train set. I love how it's growing with each episode as well. Like it's slowly swamping the whole room. <laughs> I, I like the idea that he's building like the opening set for the theme. That's what I that's oh, what I tell yeah. myself. I like that a lot, actually. That's a great <laughs> <Yeah>. idea. <laughs> Man. Um yeah, no, I, I like that. I guess I had a slightly different read. <laughs> or interpretation of uh, the opening scene where Rhaenyra is like summoned to the queen. Mm-hmm. I, I, the way I took that scene was that she was sending a servant to come take the baby. And yeah, the she baby was. Right. Into her. She wasn't necessarily summoning Rhaenyra herself. And Rhaenyra was like, nah, fuck you, bitch. I'm going to, you know, if you're going to toy with me, I'm going to toy with you back and I'm going to walk up there and show how strong I am. I think you're right, though. I think it's maybe maybe more than just actually even wanting to see the baby. It's more just like a show of strength. It's like, no, no, no matter what you're doing, like I always have control over this over the situation. You yeah, know? yeah. I also noticed how Viserys has like completely lost control of his power as well. It kind of reminds me a bit of how. Um, that there's you know like sometimes there's this thing where you've got like a rich guy and he's like slowly like getting older and older and his carer like resumes control and you've got those cases where the carer can like steal his money and stuff and i feel like this is kind of like this similar situation where alice has clearly taken advantage of viserys's condition she's like interrupting him stopping him from talking she's sending him to bed like during a council meeting while he's like trying to decide stuff I just think like she's completely taken advantage of him. And oh, she, Ellie's come she, up to the microphone. Sorry. She, she also has. Uh oh, Ellie. She also has more people on her side now that she has Sir Christian Cole, who calls her a near cunt, and I never. I wanna fight oh. him <laughs> so bad. I'm like, you are one to speak. 
I hate you. I love how he like just he like somehow turned into a Reddit incel like from there. I love I love it's that. I, this is like has there any ever been like a saltier man than Sir Christian who's still he, pressed over Rhaenyra like, like ten he, years later? Like he it's even perfect. hates her, he hates her children, and it yeah. makes me so mad. And then they we have Sir Sir Harwin Strong's brother who is a little creep and Dude. i also want to fight him we're talking we'll talk Ugh. we'll talk about laris later because he's my <coughs> he's my favorite character maybe ever and we'll talk about him later Ooh, i want to i want to beat him i want to beat him one-handed <laughs> also like, this is I, another thing like those things where it says it's like um uh, the female gaze where I, I've kind of related to how Christian suddenly like snaps like that just because he's been rejected like the amount of times I've rejected someone and they've just suddenly like shown their nasty side like almost instantaneously it's like very accurate sure that's like yeah that, that's a real thing and it, I mean it's it's one of those things where like again we don't like in this show we don't get like a lot of time to know Christian Cole like we get like one like real conversation between him and Rhaenyra like when they're out hunting basically and like that's kind of our understanding of their relationship at that point before like they actually have a relationship so it's like it's hard to it's hard for us as an audience to get a gauge on what he was like before that if that makes sense yeah and then he's a little bitch (laughs) I am gonna go a little bit against the grain here and I do kind of feel bad for Kristen Cole in Mm. one respect so I do think he's handling it poorly in this current episode, but the episode previously, um, I mean, there's a weird power dynamic there, right? Like you're the you know sworn protector of the princess, heir to the throne, future queen, and she comes on to you like, I don't know. I oh yeah, like no, the, she she absolutely oh, took advantage of like him. She, like yeah, the lines yeah. of consent are pretty fuzzy there, and like they are, yeah. You know he he really is like he's a sworn member of the king's guard they take that vow of chastity he seems to really take that seriously now i think he was pretty ridiculous to think that she was like gonna ditch ditch her you know queen future queen queendom good. to go, to go like, and sell look, oranges look, yeah to go get oranges like that was pretty stupid of him <laughs> and i you know uh, but uh, like oranges are pretty good but <laughs> so but, like but, yeah but no i is, think he's fully being a big bitch now like <laughs> Yeah, both okay. So both both of these ideas exist concurrently, which is that yeah. she she treated him po- very poorly and she took advantage of him, and he also didn't have to beat that guy to death in the middle of that. Thing. <laughs> oh, absolutely, <laughs> that was ridiculous. Oh, and when they commented on the baby's name, Jace, are you sure that's what you want to name the baby? And I was like, well, just I know she got mad to Rainier, and she's like, I thought I should have like be able to name my son, like have a say in it. Uh-huh. But you know, like if he wants to name the baby after, or not Jace, he Joffrey. Named it Joffrey. 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 He wants to name the baby after his lover. The let guy it that be. you like beat to death. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let it be. But I also liked how Rhaenyra, you know, even though she was mad at him, was like, "I let you bet whoever you want, and right. I don't say anything." And then when they were leaving the castle, she she told him to take his lover <laughs> and. Like that was that. Like he was just gonna come with him. Right. <laughs> she was just like pack, it's, pack your boyfriend. We're leaving. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting hey, to see those, well. those. Yeah, those two marriages though, because like in a, in a because you know a, a, around the same time, ten years ago, like is when Damon and Lena like were married too, and 
it's very interesting to see that like um you know 10 years later Lenor and and Renera are like kind of like barely holding it together just trying to keep pretenses up and like he doesn't seem to be he doesn't seem to be a very good husband um and like um and, and not not that he's like a terrible guy or anything but like he just doesn't seem to be like a uh fulfilling his his duties as being like her husband you know yeah he hasn't Regardless. really fulfilled his end of the bargain right and uh but then on the on the other hand i mean it's interesting to see the dynamic that lena and damon have established 10 years later where like even though it's like not like you know the best like they do they still seem like a family like they, they seem to come off as an actual family um can okay can lenor get it up for a woman i was my question they didn't address it i was like is this why they they haven't like i know she has a lover and she sleeps right but could he not get it up at all for a woman like have they not consummated their marriage because of this i i couldn't figure that part out of it like yeah that was what i was assuming because i was like why the fuck would you do this otherwise like really like I, that's you know. what I was assuming because my sister even asked me that question. I'm like, I, I think he just can't get it up for a woman at all, and that's why she just knows he and accepts that he has all these lovers and why they're they're married. But is it true in the books that um, they weren't able to decipher who the true father is because somebody had dark hair? Yeah. So, so basically, Rainey's who's. Um... Uh, Coralis's uh, wife, Lainor's mother. She, her mother was Baratheon, so Rhaenys actually has black hair in the books. Okay. Um, and obviously, Cor- Cor- they um, changed the race of Coralis. He's he's white in the books with white hair. He's got traditional uh, Valerian features. Um, so it's a little bit more ambiguous because the the grandsons could be just taking on their grandmother's darker hair. But in this, they've absolutely made it a hundred percent clear that like, Norse had no part in these children. <laughs> and like sometimes, sometimes kids come out like way on one end of the the spectrum, but like not yeah. in a row. <laughs> it's like not not like, not not like that. Even yeah, asks, in, like it's Harwin, my father. Yeah. The school children are taught. The yard is talking about us. We and that's what I love. That I I love that I love this in the show how obvious it is, how obvious they've made it and I just I just it's almost like laughable like they, they, like Alison really needs like Ned Stark's book of like hair colors and eye colors here to like back her up a bit. <laughs> I forgot he had that because like he's like it's like is it because yeah he was like trying to figure out if Joffrey was like actually Robert's yeah. son. Right? He, he was, was like, so stupid. He was like Baratheon, black hair, black hair, seven blonde. Um, yeah, but um, no, I, I I was I was having fun with sort of tracing the the genetics around. Um, but yeah, like so it's it's just a thing where like everybody they also kept saying that like. Viserys like doesn't realize that like those are not Lenor's children, which I think is stupid. Like he obviously does. He just will not accept yeah. it. Like I think I mean, he, he he kind of like accepts it. He just like doesn't like care at this no, point. No, he I like don't think. I think he like one won't say it he won't say it out loud or let anyone say it out loud because it would yeah. you know question the integrity of his of his lineage. But like at the same time, it's like why the why why does it matter? Like 
and it's it's weird because I was thinking also about Jamie and Cersei like later on. It's like um I think in season five or six, whenever it is like right before Jamie like fucks off, basically, like she <laughs> she does even say like she she like openly admits to everybody that she had, and Jamie like had all these children together and are together. Like it's not like a secret anymore, if, yeah. if it ever was. Like um it's inter I don't know, that that kind of reminded me of that, but like it's um also different because they're not twins, but whatever. Um Yeah, that that is ugh. Oh gosh, reading that in the book also. I remember reading it and being like, I don't I don't know if I can continue. <laughs> if this is how the rest of the story goes, reading that twins are incestuous. It's called Twincest, and it's a respected <laughs> profession in Alabama. I can't, you guys. It was I I couldn't sleep after that. <laughs> so, like going on about the relationships again and kind of like what they've cut um, this wasn't in the books, but I noticed in the behind-the-scenes footage it showed Damon like consoling his twin daughters after yeah. Lena dies, and what I'm the really hell, sad. Man? They seem they, he, they, he seemed to be like completely different in that behind-the-scenes thing. So they've painted this picture that he's like an absent, like emotionally absent father. He doesn't really support them very much, and it like that that looked like he was he was supporting them after the mother's death, and they've just cut it out. Yeah, I don't know why they would cut that out. I also lo- love how the mother talks to, um, about how the egg, like, not to worry about the egg not hatching. I thought that was a really good talk. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, because, um, a lot of the Targaryen dragon riders, well, some of them, they, they wait for a particular dragon, like Mega the Cruel literally waited until Balerion was available before he claimed a dragon because he wanted to ride uh, Balerion. Yeah, it was also I, I really a, like that. It was also a nice contrast with Alicent talking to Aemond because Lena actually sat down and was like, hey, this was my experience. There's still hope. Don't give up. And Alicent yeah. just kind of brushes him off. So it's... Shut up. You know... Not you, Ellie. <laughs> oh, Ellie. She's screeching. She's screeching. Ellie. Screech she wants into a the dragon. Microphone. She is she's I'm gonna get her a little dragon suit. Didn't you say you were gonna get those, Felicia, for your cats? Oh my gosh, yes, they have them at PetSmart and they're they're red shimmery. Yes. Yes. Here, should, say something. We should all of our cats should be dragons for Halloween. Say something. You got your chance in the microphone now. Where's your voice, big shot? Ow. Oh. I'm going to cut her nails the next time I'm over. No, <laughs> she's too powerful. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, no, that's, that's, um, so uh, another thing, we have more dragons now. Felicia, what's our dragon count? Your official dragon master. Oh, uh, how many dragon? Also, I got really scared that the dragons were going to, to hurt her nearest children. I was like, who are the dragons burning? I got really scared in that moment before they brought out the pig. So we saw um, Lena and Damon riding two dragons. I don't remember. What is Lena's dragon's name? I couldn't So that's, that's Vagar. Vagar is the largest living dragon currently after Balerion uh, died. V- yeah. Vagar was um, ridden by... Um, uh, right no, which one was she ridden by? I think she was she was ridden by Visenya, who was Aegon the Conqueror's uh, older sister. Yeah. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a question: since she is no longer living, can one of her children claim the dragon? 
Yeah, anyone can gonna... claim that dragon now. But there is a point that not everybody, like the dragon can reject people. Um, Balerion rejected, I, I'm actually rereading the books now. This is why I know so much of Zelda. Balerion rejected um, this random Targaryen princess who like climbed on him and he literally took her to Valeria for like a year and brought her back again and she died. Like, so the dragons can like reject their riders. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. I was wondering. And then we only saw one dragon uh, with the children, correct? So we saw three dragons this episode, or am I wrong? Yeah, so yeah. that was um, that was J- uh, J- Jace's dragon. I can't remember what his name is, but he's training him. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And then we saw, an, we saw an egg. Yeah. <laughs> and we saw an egg and a pig. I felt bad about the pig, but I also <laughs> laughed. Here. So apparent, according to this article from the Nerdist, we have seventeen dragons in the show now. Okay. Um, including un- unhatched dragon egg, my favorite character. Well, yeah, I included the unhatched dragon egg. Hey, hey, life it's... begins at conception. It's right here in this Nerdist article. Oh my god! It's a shame we didn't see an egg on the dragon Sunfire because Sunfire is supposed to be like really beautiful. Like, um, I, ca- I can't remember if it's a he or she, but that th- it's like a golden dragon. Uh, okay, so here's the list. We have uh, Rhaenyra's is Syrax, then yeah. Damon's is Caraxus. Um, yeah. Unhatched dragon egg, unclaimed, in parentheses. <laughs> um, Lanor's dragon is Sea Smoke. Uh, yes, that's my Rhaenys, favorite. Rhaenys has Melees, or Melees, M E L E Y S, I don't remember. Melees, um, I Malaise, think. I think you're right. I think that's it. Uh, Jace's dragon is Vermax, which is not a good name. Um, okay, I guess this is my question. I thought bastard children could not have a dragon. If they're that... acknowledged bastard children. Right, if they're acknowledged oh, bastards. Okay. Yeah. These, I mean, These are bastard children mara- um, masquerading the, as right. legitimate children of Lenor. Yeah, okay. the, the dragons don't care if you're like born out of wedlock yeah. or something. Okay. <laughs> But hey, if anything, um, <laughs> you know the, the the fact that they have dragons is like, oh yeah, you're a legit Targaryen. The right. you know, you're, the father's side doesn't actually matter. Just it, like it doesn't. You know, Rhaenyra is saying. Okay. Um, also, Vagar is Vagar is the name of Lena's um, dragon, and then we have Dreamfire, um, who is Aemon's. Uh, Dreamfire's the uh the one who lays like loads of eggs. She actually laid uh Drogon uh Vise- uh and Rhaegal. Mm-hmm. And it says Aegon, yes, the Aegon's is called Sunfire, which we haven't seen yet. And then Jaharis, King Jaharis the first, uh had Vermith- Vermithor. And then Daron Targaryen had Tesserion. This this is these aren't real words. <laughs> Whatever. Balerbado. <laughs> Wait, what is the Sims talk you just said? Sabarado. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So we've got a lot of dragons here. Um, I will say that I feel like the maybe maybe I've just gotten used to it, but like I feel like the um visual effects for the dragons have gotten better. Yeah. They feel think... better than they did in Game of Thrones because you can actually see them touching the dragons and stuff, which you couldn't in Game of Thrones. They just kind of like hovered their hand over them for a bit. Yeah, just are sort you... of hover handing it. Are you, yeah. say- are you saying that like Sean Bean is actually a dragon? <laughs> he's actually still in the show. He just, How... just Wait, disguised... Sean Bean's a dragon? 
Yeah, you know, he's doing the CGI behind the scenes, probably. Okay. So, you know, he can't die. Sean Bean's pondering over that hair and eye colour book. Like, I don't yeah. understand. I don't understand. <laughs> um, yeah. Damn. But, damn. They, they okay. have brown hair. <laughs> he's back. How is it possible? He's back as a dragon. He's like flipping a table over. Um... <laughs> That's my guess for next week. Sean yeah. Bean. Really Sean Bean shows up. Yeah, Sean Bean comes <laughs> back to, to just be a dragon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I um, so anyway, let's let's go over to uh, the uh, Allison side of the story. So um, I think she's I'm, I, I found her uh, first of all, and I, this is this is more of a disclaimer than anything. Um I'm I'm just like fully in love with Olivia Cook, and I have been for many years of my life. Um, what is she in? Because I, I don't. She's I, been in a few things. Um, Bates Motel. She's in House of the she's Dragon. In Bates Motel, which is where I where I <laughs> know her best from. She's in House of the Dragon. She's in Ready Player One. She's been in a few things. Um, oh, Ready Player One. She's fucking fantastic in in Bates Motel, though. She's so good. I've never um, seen it. It's very. It's an amazing show, and also literally like that. Everyone who has watched that show, like, will just not stop talking about how good it is. And anyone who hasn't watched it is like, it's it can't be that good. And then they never watch it. That's me. It's my fucking life. I'm just like, I'm yelling because, like, Vera Farmiga in that show is, like, one of the best performances on TV ever. And, like, no one will ever find out. I think you made that up. But I'll made up what? Bates Motel? It's a real show. No, no that name you just said. Vera Farmiga? Yeah. You've seen her before. She was in the fucking X-Men, right? Oh, I have I only watched the first one. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta see what else she was in now. She was in the Conjuring. I remember she's like the main yeah. uh lead in that. Um let's see, the nun. I don't know the, a boy in the striped pajamas, that's a fun one. Oh no. Um oh yeah, she was the mom in Hawkeye. Which okay. was a complete fucking waste of her talent. Anyway, I'm I need to stop yelling. Anyway, Allison. <laughs> Uh, oh god so yeah like i think at this point it's very interesting to see like how like it's it's so interesting to see that the, this like level of like she just doesn't have control over herself but it's almost like there's like her dad's gone right he's been gone he's been out of the picture for a long time but it almost feels like he's still telling her what to do 10 years later like the the like the worm like Wormtail, uh, whispering into his own hand or whatever happened. Um, is that what was that what happened? Yes, that's yeah, exactly what happened. I think that's right. Um, and so, I really, I really was interested in this, like, because she seems to have created this um, cage for herself, almost. Like she, she seems to be like, okay, well, I'm adamant that this is who I am going to be, and then she spent the next ten years compounding over and over that she was going to continue to be that person. Um, and like, you know, you can, you can see that in like, she, she's got like, you know, Kristen Cole is like in her corner and he's like, you know, fucking like jumping around shadow boxing in the background <laughs> while she's talking. I, I'm, I, I, when, when he and Harwin get into a fight, I'm like, yes, yes. Beat each other up, but also Harwin beat him more. Like it okay. just makes me so mad that he eggs him on. Look. The, uh, and the last thing the I want last thing I want to do on this show is kink shame people, but like <laughs> we need to reel it in a little bit. No, it makes me so mad that he calls him out in front of the children. 
Yo, like, that was shitty. Like, like uh, bring it to the side, please, because some of those children are, are pretty young, and that upset me a little bit. I was it like, sucks too you, because like, hmm? can you not in front of the the little one? <laughs> yeah, I also was kind of sad because like in a different way, like Viserys is like watching up there. He's you know his, this grandpa's like watching his his boys like get ready to you know like learn to fight and stuff and he's like so excited i know and he, i like that he he called out his son when he thought he was being too right that happened he called yeah. out his son yeah. for being too rough mm-hmm. i was like yes what a good grandpa like i really love you at he this makes point. a much better grandpa than a king yeah, and yeah. They, they say that a lot about parents which is true because i'm experiencing it now with my parents like they're like parents are different when they become grandparents i'm like this is Yes, it's true. I see my my parents with my nephew, and they're just like, "Oh, look at this baby!" I'm like, "You guys never acted this way with us. Like, you would have yelled at us for certain things." I but, also uh, noticed how um, during this like fight in the courtyard, the boys, the uh, Targaryen boys, were wearing green, and um, the strong, I mean, um, Valerian boys were wearing uh, black, which is you know the greens and the blacks again it's like the sides taking place yeah yes and oh gosh also we have to talk about how david Tennant's son is is cast yeah. in this role <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i thought he looked familiar and i couldn't put my finger on it and then as soon as she said david Tennant, i was like yeah he, he's like um like a weird alternative version of david Tennant. Or you can definitely see like that in finn there. wolfhard from yeah. wearing a big wig <laughs> Um, it's good casting. Yeah, you know, but he'll um, get he'll get recast in a couple episodes, I think, or maybe next. I episode. think it's ne- it's next episode. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. so that's he, it now. You said it's getting cast ten years again. I think it's, ten years. Uh, it's a good jump because Amond is like uh a, like an older teenager and so I I'm assuming Aegon is an older teenager as well or like nearing twenty, so it is like a big jump. Is he supposed to be uh uh fourteen is he fourteen or a little younger in this episode? Who, Aegon? Yeah. I think he's uh I got the impression he was about fourteen, but like yeah. um because I, I think I think Aegon was roughly three years old in the last episode ish. So okay, like, yeah. so that makes that makes out. sense. Um that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, but um anyway, like yeah, it's I don't know. I, I like seeing these kids and their their dynamic and stuff and like um you know it's it's interesting that like um Aegon you know seems to get along fine with the the kids though I, I don't think the yeah. kids have any sort of qualm with each other which is good like, until you... Alison spits her nose in and right. makes a problem between yeah. them like they seem to be getting along fine until then what did you think about um so Rhaenyra trying to be like how about um it's Helena, right? Mary. Yeah. The boy. Right. My yeah. boys. And then yeah. her being like, absolutely not. Like that like, is a, re- that was a really good offer as well. Like, yeah, Viserys I was really was right. surprised like that. Like, obviously marrying cousins is not bad because she's married to her cousin. We love cousin. Mary, and and yeah. Damon is married to his cousin. Like, so it's not, it's not something that doesn't happen obviously and not frowned upon. So yeah. I, I think that is a good offer. And for her to, for her to offer it and and it was very it wasn't 
it, the way she brought it about too was very calm and nice. Yeah, it was very professional. And like, yeah, is how those things are are done. You know, it's like I was I was I was frankly surprised that like she had such a strong reaction to it, and I'm like kind of still trying to parse why. Well, it kind of highlights how much of like a hypocrite and a liar she is, right? Because earlier in the episode, when she catches Aegon like jerking it in the window, she's like, "Oh, you know, mm-hmm. y- you have to." watch out because it'll either be you or Rhaenyra and like, she's going to try to kill you to solidify her claim. And yet she has this perfect out where everyone can stay safe, but because they're, you know, unclean because they aren't, they're bastard kids. She won't even think about protecting her kids. I wonder if it's that. And if it's also just like, she has lost sight of like what she was trying to do in the first place. And like all it is, the only thing it's about now is winning. Yeah, no. I feel oh, like oh, she's just full of pa- complete paranoia that's been filled in her head by her father. And the the most ironic thing about it is all the, these problems that she's causing is it like there's only one way it can go down. She cannot put Aegon on the throne and take away Rhaenyra's like rights. She like Rhaenyra's been named heir to the throne. Like people have actually like um sworn to her, like all the lords have gathered to to like swear their swords to her. There's only one way this can go if Alison puts her son on the throne instead, and that's like war. So if anything, she's like causing problems and putting her, her children in direct danger. She definitely is because even when Rhaenyra was walking with the baby, so many people stopped and they're like, "Look at you with this baby. Let us congratulate you. Look how strong of a woman you are. Just after you've had this baby, let let me be the first to congratulate you." Like they were like obviously she was struggling but they're like we're so in awe of you so the fact that like but to them they didn't know that Allison had called her so to them they're like wow look at the shrink this woman has walking through this castle after she just had a baby so if they were if she was to do that now like Allison like try to have her son take the throne they they would be like this is we stand by one person and that 100% is Rhaenyra and it is so annoying that she's like no and and her and his father's like i think this is a jolly old good matchmaking i'm all I for it i love when he said that he looked directly <laughs> yeah. in the camera and said, well this is a jolly old matchmaking <laughs> he did say it he was so happy about it and the, fa- the fact that like he was like my my daughter who's going to be queen made this match did this Proud. That was, was that so was proud. another like thing that made Alison such a massive hypocrite. Like she's scared that Renera is gonna like try and take out Aegon to like, you know, get rid of that competition. But if Aegon marry um if um Helena marries uh Jace and there's there's like like Renera's not gonna like go after Alison's children if they're like married right. into the family. That was one thing that like sort of and maybe this is I guess more to the point, like I, I don't think that 10 years ago had this offer been, I mean, obviously these kids didn't exist, but like with, with uh, Allison being who she was 10 years ago, I don't think she would have turned that down. No, it, it's a good match. Like that, that's like, that's an obvious match. Yeah. It's a way out for her. Like, and, and yeah, I mean, it's clear she doesn't want a way out anymore. She just, she wants to keep playing this game until she wins it. Like, yeah. And they're not like, it's not like, uh, Lena was and Viserys age difference either so it's not like a creepy age difference 
they're close in age. Like, so it really, it you could see them standing next to each other. Yeah, sure. We don't have to call the cops. Yeah, we don't yeah. have to call the FBI for this one. Um, it is just at this point it is just Alison's own pride and like paranoia yeah, yeah, pride, and yeah. all of it she's she's being her own downfall now and she's putting her children in direct danger like Aegon wasn't he isn't doesn't even seem to be bothered about the throne no like it, he's just a 13 year old boy having a wank in the window like yeah. I don't think this, this <laughs> like, kid doesn't care like, like all of us did and <laughs> what, I, what and what's more is like I I really I mean I think we all got this read from Aegon, but like he doesn't have any interest in being the king he never has no. planned on doing it he's never thought about like well i'd like to do that you know i'd be good at it or anything like he's very he seems very content with his life as it is like living in the castle and stuff like wanking out the window wanking out the window <laughs> right but like yeah and he likes having pranks with his cousins like pranks and yeah. wanks. oh there's the episode title <laughs> pranks and wanks but what were we saying chelsea I was just gonna point out that he's the window that he's jerking off in is the same one that the one Tom, Tom jumped out of, falls yeah. out yeah. of, jumps out of later. Yeah, uh, I know that. Uh, he's probably thinking about that right now. Um, yeah. Well, he anyway. also whenever Allison comes in to talk to him, you know, mid jerk off, um, she, you know, she says like, "Oh, if if you challenge Rhaenyra," and he goes, "Why would I challenge her?" Like he clearly doesn't yeah. want to be king. He's just he doesn't get kid. it. Yeah, he's like, "What are you talking about, crazy lady?" It's yeah. like if you were to ask Prince Harry to be king, he's like, "Why? Let me have sex against this window in Las Vegas." For Is that what happened? To- yes, it one hundred percent happened. It was he. Li- <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you guys what happened because I remember it clearly, and it was there was like all over the news. He was bending a girl over and like they were all naked and he was having sex with her in front of a hotel window and it was all over the tabloids. This is it feels like the same vibe. So he has got Prince Harry. I'll have sex with the girl in front of a glass window for everyone to see. Like, I don't want to be king. Let somebody else do that. Yeah. Also, uh, speaking of uh, Helena, so I don't know like, if anyone caught on to this, but Helena's a bit weird. Um, like in Alison's conversation with her daughter, like she's holding the uh, millipede. And I can't remember whether this is in the books or not, but basically um, that's alluding to Helena being a dragon seer, which is the one who can dream of the future. Like she was actually prophesizing things that are going to happen later on in that conversation, and Alison—it was just going over Alison's head. She had no idea what she was talking about. So is she like Bran? She can see. Yeah. Oh. She's she's like Bran, but it comes to her in dreams, and she can't know when they're going to happen or whether they'll actually happen or not. A good example is Aegon. Someone, a, a relative of Aegon's, I can't remember who it was, but Aegon the Conqueror came to him and said, and basically said, "We need to leave Valeria, like it's in trouble." So they left Valeria to go to Westeros, and then ten years later, Valeria like mysteriously fell, like something happened, and everybody died there. Oh, okay. Like she knew something bad was going to happen, so they left. Right. And I think Viserys is also hinted to have a little bit of that because he obviously he has that dream where he his child is going to become a great ruler. Oh, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, um, but okay. um, Helena's definitely seems to be a bit more accurate because she was literally citing things that are going to happen. 
She's a real Nostradamus. I'm gonna have uh, to actually, re-watch... no, that's not I'm true. I'm going to have to rewatch think... the episode because also when I was watching it, I was very dark. Okay, I get that it's a dark show, but sometimes it's too dark and I can't see things very clearly. And obviously when I can't see, I can't hear, you know, <laughs> that correlates very well. I'm going to have to rewatch it because I, I had a very difficult time, like, understanding some things. I, what I she predicts, though, is kind of like a one-off little comment that if you haven't read the books, I don't think you would pick up on it. No. I think that there's two predictions in there. The one, the second one I didn't catch. The first one I did. Oh, right. No, I know what you're talking about. Harwin's yeah. Burned to death because his brother's a <laughs> Yeah, she said that. She she said uh, Renera's boyfriend's gonna burn to death in the tower. Because <laughs> his brother's a weasel. Let me yeah, kill she, my father, and my brother. She's like Christian Cole's a little bitch, and Venera's hot boyfriend's gonna die in the tower. <laughs> I love how specifically <laughs> hot boyfriend. Because you know when she gave him that baby, it was the best thing in the world and he's like let me hold my son and then he stares at her in the eyes oh like, yes what a dream man <laughs> it was a dream <laughs> it really was a dream i was like let me pause this scene for 1500 years and i'll die like this speaking of dream men it was good to see that damon's managed to get it up at least three times since <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because they were twins, so it was just twice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now let me gush because I I fucking love this character. I love Laris. He is like my he is one of my favorite characters in a long time in a TV show. This yeah. guy's a fucking psychopath. I love it. Like Terrible. an actual certified psychopath um, this is one of those situations makes... where his show character is a lot better than his book character because he was not as shady in the book like it, in the book it was like insinuated that damon was the one who burnt the tower down to get rid of rhaenyra's uh, rhaenyra's lover what oh my yeah. gosh well, this, this may still was... happen yeah, well, it was one of those things where they threw out, like, three different scenarios. They were like, well, it could have been this well, guy. Well, uh, I'm not, I'm not 100% <laughs> yeah. sure what happened. I'm, uh, I did invent the universe, but uh, I'm not... Or a, not, it could have been sure Laris, right. yeah. Or it could have been Damon, get rid of his, um, his uh, like, love... Well, the woman he wanted's boyfriend to, like, get rid of the competition. We'll never know, I guess. I Yeah, <laughs> so... Dude, this this dude makes Littlefinger look like a toothbrush. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a toothbrush. I, I do want to say I need a comment though before, like, as we mentioned, Damon. I I need mm-hmm. to say that I'm really glad that Lena got to choose her own death and not die as Rhaenyra's mother died, like fighting and Damon having to say like my wife, my child, or neither, or you know one or the other. I'm glad she chose a dragon's death the thing is, she couldn't hear that conversation before she knew the mace that was just going <laughs> yeah we, we can sort it out in no time she's gonna be fine she's just no, like Wait, where did I, she go she knew she knew how it was gonna end and i'm glad she got to go how she wanted to go even though it's really awful but I'm, I'm glad she she went how she wanted right. honestly like, okay so my first thought and it was this is maybe an insane thought but I hear me out because it's it wouldn't be the fucking it wouldn't be the craziest thing to happen on this in this show. Um, 
was that like okay what if the dragon fire just like destroys her and then this leaves the baby because it, this baby cannot be killed by fire how get, dope would that be get out of here <laughs> no. also why was her body still smoking on the floor the following morning did no one go and pick it up and like move it or something <laughs> they just left it in the was it really i, I didn't even yeah. notice that i didn't notice it, I, it, I, it cut to the following morning. Her daughter was staring at it. Like, they just left it in the courtyard. Oh. Somebody should go know. pick that up. Maybe the dra- <laughs> what if the dragon was mourning over it and didn't let anyone touch yeah, it Yeah, that's it also left? definitely possible. Because uh, <laughs> don't they mourn their riders, or am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah, no, they do. I mean, it, it it's like losing a part of themselves. It's a, it's a huge deal. So maybe that... We're just going to say that's what happened, and then finally her daughter could go look at her body <laughs> sure um and like okay i don't know because the isn't there um i think I, I don't know that this has been consistent all the time but like i know that a lot of the time that targaryens like are immune to fire essentially like um like fire just literally bounces off of them um, so this is like a a, a big like question because mm-hmm. basically, well, basically, George says Daenerys wasn't immune to fire. She couldn't climb onto the pyre until uh, what's her face, the witch, started chanting. Um, so it was the magic that made her immune to the fire. But that doesn't make sense because earlier on in the season, Daenerys is getting into hot baths and stuff and picking up the dragon eggs, and she's not getting burned. Well, also there is the part in season five or six where she like is in that Dothraki village and like burns down that place where like she's being kept and just like walks out of the fire just completely unfazed yeah there's like parts of it where we can kind of like think maybe this maybe the spells like forever like maybe now the witch has cast that spell she's immune to fire but it still doesn't it doesn't explain why earlier in season one like she she doesn't she doesn't like there's that literally that scene where she she takes the egg out of the fire and um what's her face snatches it out of her hands and she's like no khaleesi and um she's got burnt hands and daenerys doesn't like it, that, that I, sorry it just, i just playing a little game here i was going to type in uh are the targaryens immune to fire but got a good list of google prompts including are the targaryens inbred albino extinct real all of those real <laughs> real are the targaryens black is also on here are th- interesting I bet I'm going to type in getting confused with the Valerians. Yeah, I'm going to type in fireproof instead. So Sorry, what I, very... well, so the, what dra- I... the dragons are immune to fire though. I know that, but what uh... I had read was that like the Targaryens were like kind of very low level resistant to heat and fire, but that Daenerys was special. That it didn't have anything to do with that spell. <laughs> She's just built different. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> built tough. Yeah. <laughs> So remember, she's just she she says that multiple times. She's like, "Fire cannot kill a dragon," you know. Um, yes, because that's why they they fly through fire and that. Yeah, episode. one of her titles is the unburnt. But um, and oh, her here brother we go. sure was not heat resistant. How does how does Targaryens? Sorry, go? I, I've got a, a, a sorry. Got to get in my voice here. <laughs> Targaryens are not immune to fire. Martin stressed in the Q and A back in 1999. The birth of Danny's dragons was unique, magical, wondrous, and a miracle. She is called the Unburnt because she walked into the flames and lived. Her brother sure as hell was not immune to the molten gold. Yeah. Um, in the books, Daenerys gets her hair signed off more than her singed off more than once. Though curiously enough, it never seems to burn her skin. She seems to be the one exception. 
In House of the Dragon, we know Targaryens are not fireproof either. For one thing, a reference is made to Viserys. Oh, I don't. I, w- I wouldn't carry on reading if I were you. Oh, it's that's the end. That's oh okay good because that's gonna be. I was literally about to say a significant character is gonna die by fire and like d- yeah, don't read anymore. Further. Is it no, is it Sir Harwin Strong? <laughs> 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 Sir Harwin uh, Strong is not fireproof. Yeah, Damon is also burned by a flaming arrow in uh, episode two. Yeah. Um, so anyway, basically, it just something was special about Daenerys being fireproof, but the t- rest of the Targaryens are not. So that answers my question. <coughs> um okay so speaking of being fireproof we burned down Harrenhal um, yeah so I fucking love that last scene that was maybe my favorite scene in the show so far yeah of, like the, the 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 like actual like look of like a dawning realization and horror on Allison's face as she like one realizes like what he did but two that he did it at her behest and three that like what she has created is unstoppable and it's it's almost like looking at like i i created a monster and like in some sense it's like you know his his the way he's speaking so manipulatively to her is like well i don't i only did what you wanted like you know it's uh this is what you want isn't it this is what you've always wanted and you know i i care about you so much that's why i did this for you and so like she's to and like in her mind like she's to blame like he 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 got it the way he wanted it I feel um, like Cersei would have loved this guy. I know, right? They would have, they would have hanged, they would have hung out a lot. Um, He's right up her alley. Shooting the shit. Um, Can you imagine, like, killing your mother and father and being like, "This is for you and the throne," because you asked right. for and it. And so, and this this does lead to the question of like, because I think with Littlefinger, he always talked about you know like he loves chaos for the sake of chaos. He wanted to create chaos for the sake of people losing their minds basically he's the joker you know it's like great but he also had aspirations like he always wanted to sit on the iron throne and he made that clear you know and like i just don't see that with laris i don't think he wants to sit on the iron throne (laughs) he just seems like he's some sort of uh chaos gremlin he 100 (laughs) percent is chaos but he's not like loki he's not like damon like he's just like i want to watch the world burn Right and, and like I get so much, I get, I get a boner from it. Like it gets me off. It we makes were, him we're not so supposed happy. to do this on here. But I'm sorry. Okay. It makes him super happy. Like it, he sleeps well at night. Sure. Like um, he slept. Like he slept so well after he did that. He was like, "My family's dead. Good night." Good night. He uh, slept so well. I think the best way to say is probably like Littlefinger was very much like a chaotic neutral figure. Where he just was chaotic for the sake of chaos, whereas like this is a chaotic evil thing. It's like I want, yeah, I want to burn everything, and that'll be fun. Uh, and won't that be nice? The My way favorite that- part about him is that no one seems to notice him either. Like no I know, one goes, you so know that Larry Strong. He's a bit of a weirdo, isn't he? Like no one says that. No, no, no one's aware what he's up to. And ultimately, that was a big. That was a big part of like Littlefinger's like fucking up was that like he loves attention, like. He, he liked people knowing that he like he was around you know yeah um he liked being he liked being the right hand man sure but he liked people knowing that he was around like laris is just like there like he's just sometimes there and sometimes he's not and like he's just he's just a face people are gonna forget um but like i love the way that he delivered the lines at the end like like with the same like cadence and tone as if he was just telling her that he took a walk in the park you know yeah 
he's a complete like psychopath. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just no care in the world. Like, and I'm no doctor, but I am gonna diagnose him right now. <laughs> <laughs> you you should be locked up forever because yeah. you have zero feelings about killing your family. You didn't even cry one time. I no, I think he quite enjoyed it. Um, I saw him do a cartwheel. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he also juggled at the end. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't. I was weird that they took out the scene where Matt Smith hugs his children after their mom dies, but then yeah. they added one where Laris is juggling on a unicycle. Yeah. <laughs> it like, took me by surprise. I was like, is that man juggling what? the heads that- of his enemies? That's the point. They take out the scene where Damon's hugging his daughters after their mothers just died, but they include the scene where Aegon's having a wank out the window. <laughs> yeah, like, I needed to see that. Thank you. <laughs> like, what? Okay. Nothing makes sense. <coughs> I, guess, um, I guess they were feeling saucy. Yeah. yeah. Also, one thing that I really appreciated about this episode, and it's that going on with like the female gaze is how realistic they've made the births in like this whole series yeah that's like, fair. i can't i don't can't remember the last time i saw a show or a film where they like like said that there was an afterbirth after that afterwards and also rhaenyra's still obviously got like a bump after she's given birth she's not just like instantly thin in the next scene and she, you know it's also like the the milk leaking and everything they've made it very realistic Oh yeah, and her husband was so drunk and trying to explain to his lover about her boobs and she's like, could you not? And I was like, yeah, could you not? Could you leave her alone? (laughs) Like, I get that he's your lover, but still. Love a boy. Um, Alright, so we gotta gotta go ahead and wrap it up. So everyone, let's make our predictions. So, um, oh, uh, Chelsea, we each week we're gonna we end with like a prediction about what's gonna happen in the next episode. Um, so we'll we'll go ahead and go first. Um, so I'm thinking that I'm gonna make basically the same prediction I've been making for the last six episodes, which is that uh, I think at this point what's gonna happen is Viserys's own skin is gonna come loose and then he's gonna slip on it <laughs> on the on the hard linoleum and then sort of whack his face into a frying pan, which will then flip a still cooking egg into the air and land on his head and he'll ha- already be dead by this point. He, I did love that he like stood up and his whole arm was just gone and like it wasn't even acknowledged. She's like, oh, that's... Yeah, if this had been in the book, George would have started calling him Noam Viserys or something like that <laughs> because that's what he does in the book. It's like a character, like he'll introduce a character so he'll be like, this is Greg and then Greg will have like his own backstory and everything. Then all of a sudden Greg will have his nose cut off like randomly and then in the next chapter, like no like build up to this whatsoever, he'll suddenly start being called No Nose Greg. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just suddenly like, yeah, so no nose Greg. <laughs> right, no nose Greg. Weirdly, two noses. Yeah. Um yeah, so okay, what else we got? Um, I think that um when when Rhaenyra finds out about the death of Sir Harwin, she thinks that it's Christian Cole, so she challenges him to a duel upon her dragon, and then she, her dragon eats him, and it's it's great. Um, 
but he doesn't actually die. He just lives in the dragon. Like the Sorry, of so Christian Cole is eaten by the dragon and then but... lives inside of it like Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the oh, whale what... of Pinocchio. Well, what, what's okay. that based off? Isn't it like jo- Jonas? Oh, Jonah the whale? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he just yeah. lives. He lives in. He lives in it, and he he still calls her the c word from the whale. Yeah, he live. She's living rent free in his head. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, Chelsea, what's your prediction? I feel. I mean, well, I've read the book, so I don't think this is fair for me to predict anything. Yeah, but did you hear the predictions we all did? Well, that's so- fair. <laughs> Jess has read the book too. She still doesn't. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I just come up with silly stuff. <laughs> um. Well, I well, okay. I'll go a different way, I guess. I predict that Viserys won't die next episode. Yeah, I don't I think, think he will either. fucking bastard. I think he's going to think... stay. He's going to kick around until episode ten, and yeah, then he'll same. die in episode ten. That's my I think it, ridiculous. I think it will end with his death and this basically the start of who's going to be on the throne. I and I will predict that maybe he's going to be missing like a foot or an ear next week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Just, I'm going to I'm going to take that further. I'm going to say I'm going to Swiss cheese. I'm going to say that yeah. I'm going to take that well, further and say that he is missing a foot but he has replaced it with a wheel like Rosie from the Jetsons. <laughs> His boy Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, very good. Um, all right, so thank uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, oh, I haven't done my prediction yet. Oh, sorry, I thought you did. My bad. I, I think it's gonna be revealed that Viserys actually did that Davy Jones like um, curse thing, where he's actually turning into a fish, and the next episode he'll <laughs> have like a crab arm and like a crab uh, foot. Yeah, sort of a part of the ship, part of the crew situation. Yeah. Think, so when it turns like the moon is full, do you think he becomes a skeleton or a full that, person? No, that's I think the it becomes wrong a, film. Oh, that is the first film. We're talking about the second one. I don't. Yeah. I have to rewatch it. It's yeah. been a while. We're all. I think after this show, we're all due for a pirates rewatch. <laughs> Weirdly enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I think for Renera, a new bombshell is going to enter the villa. Oh god. Oh, that's, that's that's a Love Island reference if anyone was wondering. Uh I wasn't, but thank I, you. I had no I thought it was something else, but I'm here for it. Chelsea, have oh, you watched it- Love Island? It seems like something that you might have enjoyed. <laughs> so, I actually haven't watched it, but I did recently listen to this BBC Channel 4 like history of reality TV series, which is very excellent. And I highly recommend it. Uh, and they talked about Love Island and I did understand that reference because of that. Nice. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I I don't know really what it is, but I've heard that it's uh just really something. Um, yeah, seems to be pretty so, terrible for all the contestants' mental health. Yeah, that seems to be true of almost every reality show, except for British Bake Off, where they're all kind and love each other. You don't see Mary Berry behind the scenes, dude. She gets fucking crazy back there. She's yeah. not on the show anymore, but okay. Oh man, really? What are they even doing over there then? Well, I mean, they, Paul Hollywood literally had an affair because of that show. Yeah, so. he's he's with a he was with another. Lady. Can you imagine your real God given name being Paul Hollywood? <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week, of course. Uh, you can find us. I I usually post these like late Tuesday nights, so I mean like Wednesday morning, whatever around then. It'll it'll be up in your feed, um, and. Uh, 
yeah, we'll have another, uh, got to figure out some sort of fucking episode to do for our, our, my regular show, which is fucking floundering right now. Cause I'm so sleepy all the time, <laughs> but, um, anyway, we'll be back. Um, and yeah, send, send us your hot D predictions. Uh, you know, uh, we're at gamebusters pod on Twitter, um, and gamebusterspod.com. You can find all our episodes and subscribe and find us on all the apps. We're on all the apps. Go look at them. Um, all right, let's let's get out of here. So we've traditionally been making sort of animal sounds to get out of here. Um, have we have we come up with anything else yet? I think you should make that sound that you made earlier when you find someone fit. You know, when you when you were saying how when strong doesn't mean you go. What? That's that's noise that you made earlier. You were like, uh, well, Harwin, I can't remember who we were talking about. If you were like, oh, Matt Smith doesn't make you go. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I think I was just doing like a, like, how many, how many, how many, how many. Yeah, that yeah. was something like that. <laughs> I was going to do Viserys dying. Yeah, go ahead, please. Oh. <laughs> That's so bad. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's going to go, Calypso, and then like fall into the sea. <laughs> I'm imagining like the fucking, the fucking like like leaning down over him, closing his eyelids. <laughs> Good night, sweet prince, and may a flock of angels sing thee to thy sleep. That wasn't even the sound that I had in my head, but it came out. It's <laughs> not what I was thinking at all. I think there's like a it's like a wacky sound effect. <laughs> it, was ah. it was basically body parts falling off. No, he's, it's like a fucking, it's the Three Stooges again. He's like wandering around this room, tripping on his own body parts, smacking into the wall. <laughs> it's okay. true, though. I think yeah. he's actually a robot being controlled by Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan! <laughs> Bust the dragon, drag it, drag it, bust the dragon, drag it, drag it, bust the dragon, drag it, drag it, hot D.